listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 4th of April 2023. Later, shares rise following the Reserve Bank's decision to keep official interest rates on hold at 3.6%. For more, I spoke earlier with Stephen Halmarik. He's the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank. Yes, that's right. 3.6% unchanged cash rate today. That was in line with our forecast. Uh, what they've said is that they, they've paused in the rate hike cycle to give them time to assess the impact of the, you know, the large string of interest rate rises through last year and this year, uh, assess that impact on the economy. And they've also noted that there are some signs that inflation has peaked and that uh, economic growth in the Australian economy in the year ahead is going to slow and be below the long-run trend. This is just a pause, though, because it was quite blunt in saying that rates may continue to rise, in saying that some further tightening of monetary policy may well be needed to ensure inflation returns to target. So when and by how much? Well, that's actually a change in language. So in the recent months, they were saying that uh, further increases in interest rates will be likely. Now they're saying may be likely. So you know, these are the type of word changes that economists look at. Uh, so it's a softer uh, guidance that interest rates will need to continue to rise. Uh, we're expecting one more rate hike in this cycle uh, to 3.85%, uh, expecting that in May, uh, but that will depend on the data flow between now and then. So it's, it's a, a May um, see further rises in interest rates, one more to come, we think, in this cycle. Very quickly, when you say it depends on the data flow, what, what kind of data? Well, they particularly call out uh, the global economy uh, the, and concerns of the global banking system. But here in Australia, we think the most important numbers between now and the early May RBA board meeting are the labour force and employment. And also we get March quarter inflation uh, just after Anzac Day. So the labour market and inflation are going to be critical for that May board meeting. Do you think the Reserve Bank has got the balance right right now in terms of just how aggressive it has been to lift official interest rates to get inflation back down, given what it's mentioned, that lag effect it's been talking about? Oh, yes, we do. So it's been a very aggressive rate hike cycle, but that's been in line with uh, nearly all of the major central banks around the world. They've all increased interest rates uh, to a similar degree, and that's because inflation's shot up in many economies around the world, including here. But the inflation looks like it peaked at 7.8% in the December quarter. As at February, it's down to 6.8%. So that's still way too high, but it's, uh, it's coming off the, the, the highest levels. And so it does look like you know, a pause now is the right thing to do to just assess the tightening of monetary policy. There's big lags involved. On our calculations, the full effect of the rate hikes won't be felt in people's mortgage repayments until at least uh, the middle of the year, if not early in the second half of the year. Uh, so there is some significant lags involved. So I think it's uh, prudent to, to pause here and assess the impact. Two more quick questions. What is the risk, though, to keeping rates on hold? Could it not perhaps add to some false hope to borrowers out there that this may be the peak of the rate cycle? Oh, yes. Yeah, so their, their narrative there, their, their forward guidance really important. You know, they, As we talked about, they're talking about interest rates may need to keep rising. So uh, we think the rhetoric from the Reserve Bank will continue to be that uh, the more likely course is interest rates go up. Uh, any reduction in interest rates is some way off. Uh, they're not even talking about that as yet. 
Although I must say in our forecast, we are expecting rate cuts to begin before the end of the year. Uh, but um, the Reserve Bank will keep signalling that the next move is up. Uh, they're not yet ready, I think, to declare victory. And finally, as you mentioned, um, uh, a pause in Australia. It's one of the first global central banks to pause. I think the Bank of Canada did so a, a few weeks ago as well. Um, how do the issues we're facing compare with that of other global major central banks? And is, is this pause now going to be a trend that we see around the world? Well, so our inflation rate at 7.8% peak was a little bit lower than the peak in inflation in many other countries, which is actually closer to 10%, uh, Europe, Europe, UK, the US. Uh, but the big difference for us here in Australia is the way our mortgage market works, particularly the large share of our mortgages that are variable. So you get a relatively quick pass-through to mortgage repayments in Australia, uh, certainly compared to, say, the US, where most mortgages are fixed for a very long time, you know, 20 or 30 years. So that reflects the different structure of our mortgage market and slightly lower inflation rate. Uh, in terms of whether this sets a trend for everybody else, well, in, in the US, we're actually expecting only one more rate hike. Uh, their next board meeting is early May, and uh, that will take their cash rate to 5.25%, so quite a bit higher than ours, but we think that's the end for the US, whereas the UK and Europe have a little bit more work to do. And our, um, you know, our friends over in New Zealand, uh, interest rates are higher there as well, but they're getting towards the end of their rate hike cycle also. So we think the major central banks around the world um, interest rate hiking cycles will end before the middle of this year. Stephen Helmarek there, the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank. The Australian share market did rise after that announcement from the RBA. The ASX 200 up by 0.2%, 7,236. For more, I spoke with Martin Lakos from Macquarie. Martin, first of all, how did the market react to the RBA decision to pause rates? Well, basically, having been flat for most of the day's trade, we saw a very small rally in the market straight after the announcement, uh, Ricardo. And certainly from a sector perspective, the market or the screen turned a little bit more green, except for the material space, with BHP being the notable uh, impact of, of that. Uh, but overall, you know, the financials were, were flat to steady. We had better performances out of uh, energy and the consumer staples, understandably so, on energy. And clearly we saw some the consumer discretionary stocks rally on the back of the Reserve Bank's decision to keep rates on hold. The RBA said today that there may be further monetary policy tightening. What's the market anticipating? Well, the Reserve Bank certainly reserving the right to move again if they see it uh, necessary. But they did also note in their statement that they also recognise that there's been, you know, a significant amount of rate rises, that there is a lag effect that was starting to impact the economy, particularly around consumer spending. They did note that some households have got a financial buffer against these rate rises, but other households are clearly feeling the pain around cost of living and higher interest rates. So they're really trying to balance out their commentary saying, look, we've had some big rate rises. The key is really going to be is how sticky is inflation. And we know there are components of inflation at the moment that are holding up, such as rents. And of course, wages are going to continue to rise somewhat from here. But we're also seeing some, uh, certainly some signs of inflation easing or peaking. And obviously, that headline rates come down towards 6.8% from 7.8% over the last number of months. And that's clearly what the Reserve Bank has been looking for all along. I guess really the big question is, what's the duration? How long does the Reserve Bank keep rates at these levels or what we might call peak 
levels. And it may well be, it turns out to be longer than we had anticipated, simply because inflation is stickier than we had anticipated even, uh, you know, uh, six months ago. So what does all of that combined then mean for the direction of the share market? Well, the share market is forward-looking, not backward-looking. And, and certainly the share market is is probably looking to the next cycle. That is when we see growth slow, inflation becomes more and more uh, under control, and the Reserve Bank will then have the ability to start cutting rates. And they are expecting to see the inflation rate down to back towards the top end of their range by 2025. So that is a slow uh, slow burn in, in that reduction. But we'll see the Reserve Bank moving on interest rates as cutting rates probably uh, early to mid-2024. And the share market will start anticipating that. So we do feel that probably the market has got some more volatility ahead of it in the shorter term, but we may, may start seeing the market uh, rallying into the opportunity or, or, or the likelihood of a return to normal uh, growth into 2024. The other big story to hit the markets is that of the OPEC Plus decision to scale back oil production by uh, about 1 million barrels per day. US President Joe Biden downplayed it overnight, saying it is not going to be as bad as what we think. But Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said overnight it is an unconstructive act. What are the implications, you think? Well, the commentary that's on constructive act is, is probably more around the fact that the, you know, the world is trying to tame inflation and it's not helpful to see the oil price spike the way it did uh, on, on this news. But if we look a little bit further down the track, it may well be that OPEC and with the, with the production cuts by Saudi is actually reflective of a couple of things that maybe OPEC is taking the view that the global recovery or, or underlying demand is actually starting to slow and therefore they don't, there isn't the, the underlying demand as had been anticipated. It may also include a view that China, which has been stockpiling uh, oil, has basically come towards the end of that stockpiling. And with the slowing uh, down of demand, uh, we're now starting to see that Russia is also cutting production. So it, it's not necessarily a, a positive thing and won't necessarily see the oil price spike a lot higher. Uh, I guess to some extent, OPEC has always really wanted to see price stability. And if they were seeing the oil price coming down a lot because of slowing demand and stable supply, uh, they're trying to make sure that there is price stability. That is Martin Lakos there from Macquarie. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Listener.